Number eight, because I want to go on to the chinuch. If it ends up being mostly this, you could put it back. Uh, you could put it under special. I'm putting, you could put it under around the year, depending on how it... I only have a few paragraphs left. So I was going to see if you could decide afterwards. Uh. Okay, first of all, I'd like to welcome back Rabbi Riedemann and wish him a mazel tov. Uh, I can tell you, man, it's simple. I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. So, uh, so uh, welcome back. Uh, there's no chas in the next couple of months, is there? No, no, nothing else coming up in the rise in the next? Who knows? Maybe we'll be zeichet on the simcha. Okay. On uh, page Tov Tez Zion. We're just finishing up the Inyan of the Yemen, and we'll go back to the Chinuch issue on Shabbos, either tonight or tomorrow night. Mitzvah Shem. The Rambam was discussing that uh, the Mashiach has a list of things to do. And he has to start off having the yichus and the leadership and the beholding and learning. It's very firm. And then he has to accomplish A, B, C, D. And if he falls short, the Ramam says, he might have been a very nice person. And he might have been a, a wonderful Tamachacham, and he might have had the potential... And it didn't work. And the Rambam uh, says pretty clearly that uh, if he didn't finish, then he didn't finish. Um, we're up to... Uh, let's go again. You know, go to the page before Tov Tezvav, um, second paragraph. So it's not happening tomorrow. Well... Um, it's a good, well, <laughs> you know, many people ask me, does the Mashiach know he's the Mashiach? You know, the answer is, uh, at a certain point, he's got to know he's in the running. Um, does he know when he's born? No. Does he know when he's by mitzvah? No. Maybe not even by the chasna. What's pretty clear is that at a certain point, I mentioned this last week, you've got to support him even before he's the Mashiach, because otherwise he'll never become the Mashiach without an army, without followers, without that. I mean, an army in both sense of the words, an army to help them do the job in Ruchnius. We're not having that one person that we're able to support now. So to say that we're the coup of Mashiach, we don't even have anyone near the situation. It can, it can, it can change very quickly. Chakala B'chayim Sheyava means that we have to believe it could happen and it could turn at any time. And look, we've seen very, very clearly, unfortunately, that when it comes to battles, we hope we were part of from World War II, but if we weren't, it's very obvious that a war can last uh, 20 minutes. It's very obvious that the whole face of civilization could change in a matter of hours. So that, that we got. As a matter of fact, they used to ask that kasha 100 years ago. Like, how can it change? How can it be? It's got to take uh, you know, decades. So unfortunately, we see today, especially the looming threats, constantly looming, that it could change in a matter of hours. So in terms of the change of the situation now, my guesstimate is that just like that can change in a few hours, at that point in time, there can come a leader who we probably know already is one of the G'daylam, or one does not have to be the G'dladur, one of the potential leaders, and then he will take charge. Yeah. Right, as a matter of fact, he was, he was actually minding his own business watching the sheep, and there was a bush that started burning. He didn't know. That morning started very uneventful. Okay, so so the Ram. Yeah, but he, 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 
That took a year only because Hashem wanted to punish the Mitzrayim. And afterwards, the Magas, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. yeah, he did announce, by the way, when he walked in. We had a code Quite clearly. No, but he announced it. Like, they came to Sarah and they said, what do the words mean? And he said, that's it. Right words. So he announced it. Some believed it, some didn't believe it. Pharaoh didn't believe it. What? But today I'm saying, we don't have to. We have, again, the Rambam, as opposed to the Rambam, the Rambam says they don't have to have any single women. It doesn't mean they won't be. The Rambam says you don't have to. I'm saying it's very hard for Well, the Rambam says it's a natural progression. So you're saying the natural progression can't go from zero to 60 in one day. Uh, okay. Um, the war, Rahman al-Islam, let's say there's a nuclear war. Let, lay, lay, I don't want to say the words. Let's say, say Iran gets the bomb, and they start attacking, and it looks like it's all over, and then the, the bombs uh, turn around in midair and fall on Iran. Let's say, amen. Uh, <laughs> Something, you know, semi-miraculous like that. And, um, and uh, then all the other nations start attacking. I mean, we're, it's such a powder keg. of. Uh, it's always been like that, but every... every uh, I'm, I'm getting... Um, I'm not getting old, but I'm getting old enough to understand that every time you say that it couldn't get any more complicated, it gets more complicated, much to my surprise. Uh, and everybody's surprised. And there, there's so many things that can send everything up in flames the situation drastically changing and somebody getting up and saying, okay, we're, um, we're announcing, you know, kibbutz, goliaths, everybody come to Yisrael quickly and everybody do tshuva quickly and we're going to fight the war and we're going to press a few buttons and they're, you know, six-day war was pretty miraculous. It was six days. They didn't think that could be done either. Uh, so does he have to be actively? Somebody asked me after the shiur last time. Does he have to be the general and the and the front actively? I don't think so. First of all, generals don't fight in the front lines today anyway. They sit in the command room and press buttons and watch videos. I'm not taking away from their expertise, but uh, so can he be an advisor to somebody like that? Rav Shach was asked by I think it was Begin at the time when uh, he was told about the uh, I think the mission uh, bombing the nuclear reactor. He asked him to say to him, and he started saying to him a little earlier, and they actually had left earlier. It's a good thing he did. So, what's wrong with having a, a Tamachacham, a leader, advising what's going on? I don't think that's so, uh, so far-fetched. Um, it's an important question, because we're supposed to have Yechakal of Chayim She'ava, means that we're, uh, we're supposed to believe that things can change that drastically, and, um, and it can happen at any time. With that said, there's, it's unclear how Elio fits in, Ram's going to say. He's supposed to warn you how much before, you know, what took place already. The Rambam says, shouldn't waste much time going into that, because we'll find out when we get there. Um, so again, let's start the paragraph again in the brackets. This is the part that was taken out. <coughs> Bottom paragraph. Didn't finish the job. Might have been a very big tzaddik, Shemesu. So what's Lanasis Barabim mean? So we explain. Lanasis Barabim could mean the horrific Nisayan of the next paragraph, Isaish and Christianity and Islam and all the tests that comes with. Or it could simply be a tzaddik who died and it's a big Nisayan. We can't believe the Mashiach didn't come. As we have seen in our day, that's a big Nisayan. And it happened uh, more than once. So, 
it doesn't make a difference. The Rambam says, Lanas is Barabim. This is an for the people. How will they handle it? And the reason why, um, there's a lot of raid on why Yaakov Vino wanted to tell the Shiftei Ka when the Kates is. Any suggestions? Yaakov Vino wanted to say, Akash Baruch Hu withheld the information. Why do you want to tell them? Why do you want to tell them? Yeah. I was the half a minute. It's interesting. They say, they, they say the answer why it was withheld is the exact opposite. Well, picture it. What would the date have been? I don't know, but it's past the year 2013 limits prime. I shouldn't say that. We have one more day. Okay, it's a long, long time. Okay, but uh, they say the reason Yaakovino didn't, they say the reason it was withheld is because it would be too, too depressing. Too difficult. He imagines surviving the Gauls without the hope that it could come earlier, and it could come earlier, if we're Zechelikach, there's an Itan Achishano. There's a final time, and then there's way to back it up with the, with Papa Schusim and Tfilis. So, Yaakov has given whatever date, you know, it was actually going to come, and that would have been depressing. Yaakov, you know, got nervous that you see, maybe the Shifti Khan not up to it, maybe they can't handle it, maybe they weren't Maminim. They say, Shema Yisrael, Shema Kedashem we're Maminim. But, he wanted to say it, they give a famous marshal, which is an excellent marshal if you have uh, children at home, and you ever um, ask them to clean up the room. Did you ever leave the house and say, I want this place cleaned up, I'll be back in an hour? Maybe you didn't do it, maybe your wife did it. So, um, you are two types of children. Still what? Still still waiting. You're still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> so, there are two, that's part of the marshal. So there are two types of children. So you have two boys, let's call them Chaim and Yankel. Chaim has a lot of Zrizus, and he's very big on you know, getting things done. It's a personality issue. I'm not talking from Kite, they're both on the same Kibbutz of Aim, just different Mahalach. So Chaim says, did I say Chaim or Yanko? Which one's the first one? So Chaim says, Mommy just left. We got an arrow. This place is flying. We better get going. Rolls up his sleeves, starts working. Yanko starts giggling. He said, look, you don't have to be so nervous. Uh, Mommy says, come back an hour. An hour is a long time. We can do this in 20 minutes if we work together. Why don't we play ball first? And then, uh, we'll, you know, 20 minutes before... Um, for zero hour, we'll figure it out. So, um, Yanko doesn't think it's a good idea. Chaim doesn't think it's a good idea. Let me get the name straight. And he says, I don't know about you, I'm going to clean up my room now. This is a mess. I can't do it in 20 minutes. He starts cleaning up his room, and he's working, working, working. Yanko walks into his room with 20 minutes to go on the clock. He sees seven layers of clothing. He looks at and he says, this is never going to be done in 20 minutes. And he just says, yish, doesn't do a thing. So the nimshal is that Yaakov Inu wanted to tell them because Gullus is long for a reason because we have a lot of takhanas to make, a lot of things to accomplish. So it takes, the reason we're in Gullus, we're still here, is because we still have things to accomplish. So you work hard and you work hard and you, work, you don't wait until the last minute to do tshuva and you're constantly making tikkunim. And Yaakov Inu said, I'll, I'll give you this lot of time so you know you have this amount of time, you better work from the first minute onwards, because you need all that time. When the Ruach HaKadosh left him, he realized, Ayveh, maybe they're like Yankel. That they're not motivated. They're not going to do their Vedas Hashem the whole time. They're going to wait till the last minute. And that's why he's withheld. And maybe they don't have the proper amuna and the proper training. And that's what got him nervous. So art's a beautiful lamashal because uh, we're very much, I think we're all a little bit more like Yankel. Uh, I always start talking about Chuva here in the shul, Rosh Chedesh So if you remember my message last Rosh Chedesh 
We have 40 days. It's Kedai to do it on day one to beat the rush. Most people don't think like that. Most people get till they're pushed to the wall. They don't start that. Matze Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, called Hidre, Neila. So that's a chasarin. The reason why the, it really takes five, six weeks to do tshuva. And if you do it the last minute, it's better than nothing, but you're selling yourself short. So, um, so everything's in his sign. The Rambam says, Lanas is Rabim, is Hashem will throw us situations where it looks like we almost have it, and we don't succeed. So are we going to have Yish after that? Are we going to realize it was Achisarin? What are we going to do with that information? And there are people who passed the Nisayim, and many people who, who failed. Yeah? The person who does, let's say, he's conscientious and he does decide to really spend his hour when it's a certain effectively, and then it comes into the is he, is it okay for him at that point to, to say, relax? Okay, I have everything for you, not relax, but <laughs> okay, I have everything full, figured, I already made my Kabbalah, so I already right. wrote them down. You know, do I, is there, does there still need to be his service? So, um, I'll tell you just a soundbite. I never start the tshuva drushes this early in the year. It's before Tu B'Shvat, but I'll just give you... <laughs> yeah. Never too early. Uh, but uh, if you've ever, Lahavdil, knew anybody in a tough court case, they never react like that. They put in their kishkas at the beginning and make tachonas, and they hire the best lawyers, they do everything, everything. And then when it comes to closing arguments, they go, all guns ahead, they use all the ammunition again. What for? They just prepared for, for months and months. They said everything they had to say. What do you need closing arguments for? So when it comes to closing arguments, they're good and nervous, and they say everything, they count every word, and they're very careful in what they say. So, I think, it's the same, uh, same thing. As a matter of fact, remind me to use that theme next to Shemi, you remind me? Uh, remind me to use that theme next to I think it's a good theme to uh, talk about. But people, I think people do get complacent. Sometimes people have a high, and they talk a daven well during, at least I say, he's made chuva, or shana, says, Yom Kippur, by the Ray, they say, yeah, how many, how many times can I say Vidya already? A daven already, but they don't, they don't realize in secular life, they were in court, they wouldn't be thinking like that. It wouldn't leave uh, anything to chance. Anyway, that's my angle on what Lanasas Barab, why Hashem would do that. This is the whole process of the, uh, the Gullah situation. It's to separate the men from the boys. How much betachon are you going to have? Are you going to hang on? That's true of any Nisayan in life. Nisayan keeps going only as long as we can still grow from it. And if you're still in the Nisayan, that means Hashem's telling you you can still grow from it. Whether it's a personal Nisayan, whether it's a national Nisayan, Nisayan number one, go to the next page again. Or based on handed him over. What was the The purpose of the is to bring the Gulan to save to bring them back. And this fellow did the exact opposite. To knock them down and to send them all over Upper Kansas and to increase the Gullus and increase the Shibud. And not only that, but he took many Jews away from Terra Mitzvahs. So he obviously came to the Mashiach because he did the opposite of what the Mashiach is supposed to do. I want to mention just a what I think is a, a very important hashkafa, just as a be part of my Eretz Yisrael de Kashir, which is like, still coming. But uh, somebody asked me recently, why is it that the bracha of Lamashinim? A very good question. I think I, I think I have an answer. Lamashinim was put in the Shemon Esrei. It was added. Read by Shmuel Akutin. It was picked off because he was a tremendous honor and he would have no personal vendetta, he had no personal hatred, and he wrote Lamashinim Lashma. 
And Mashinim, if you stop to think about the words, which you should, because we need it now more than ever, very biting, very strong bracha. Um, I don't know, Michael, do you remember Yossi uh, Afrach, he used to uh, daven for the Amit? Do you remember how he said uh, Mashinim? I remember, it was a classic. I had a guy in the shul in the Aguda um, who used to enunciate, and he used to get the Semager, Seshaber, so he used to say it out like you'd hear it down, down Avenue M. It's a real tough bracha. We want to oblige. So the kasha he asked me is, well, we have a Gemara and Brochus with our mayor and Berea. Our mayor had some punks in his neighborhood who were bothering him. And he couldn't get rid of them. He finally uh, wanted to put a hex on them, put a macharim, they should all die. And Berea said, uh, Rebbe, why don't you just dab and they do tshuva? Not good kasha. And he thought it was maskim, Shiloh, what the maskim on the Gemara is, but uh, we accept that uh, it's a good point. Okay, you have to learn what was our mayor happening to could affect that also, but that's a side kasha. The main kasha that, that he asked me yesterday was, why do we have a bracha of the mashinim? You have problems with the early Christians, which were all Jews, so why don't you just add a bracha of the They should all do tshuva. They should come back. They should see the light. What do you have to say? Shaber, semager. Why are we shmettering them? So, but that means that, what? Okay, so, so I, I think it's uh, part of the answer, but I want to elaborate for a minute. When you have Yechidim, Rameir had a problem in his neighbor with some punks who were for Derech. Then I don't want to be off for Derech. They have other issues. So, yeah, so Berea said, just uh, bring him into Ava, be Makar of them. Uh, they don't have to die. If you have a movement who is destroying, destroying Klaes on the Chotim Amachti, and it's a movement, it's not, there's not 10 of them, there's 100,000 of them, there's a million of them. So then we can't expect, we never give up on anybody on an individual basis. We can't expect all million of them to disappear. You'll be Makar of some, you're not going to get to, reasonably, you're not going to get to everybody. So then you need Mal Mashinim. And unfortunately today, and it's not only today, it started with the, with Reform and with Askala and with the, the Jewish wing of the Communist Party and we had the Bundist and the, and the today, they're not even, I, I can't even call them, they're not even Zionists, they're, I don't know, I'm not sure what they are because they're, uh, there was a member of the Knesset last week who had to blast Haaretz, that's a very popular newspaper in Israel, the guy, the guy himself who said it is not even so firm. And he said, don't you guys have anything in positive Jewish content? Haaretz had printed many articles recently attacking Bris Mila. He said, what are you guys, crazy? <laughs> You're pretty, an Israeli newspaper in Israel attacking Bris Mila? So the answer is they're funded by the New Israel Fund and all those uh, servos and all those guys. And, uh, and uh, there's not, it's not a question of, if it happened, they're attacking, attacking everything Jewish. And there's hundreds of thousands of people that stand behind this. So... The uh, point over here is just a little chizik. We go in Shemana Esrei, the first baruch of Makkah, everybody has kavana, and then slachlanu, refainu, barechalenu for panasa, and then somehow the middle of you find yourself by Maidim. Zip. Well, you turn around every time, you find yourself by Maidim. There's some pretty crucial brachas in there, and unfortunately we have to revive the Malshinim. Uh, I don't think it was ever uh, not needed, but it's a, it's a pretty serious uh, matzav what's going on there. It's not just against... Uh, Charedim, it's, it's, it's a calculated thing to uproot all vestiges of religion, and they, they're attacking yeshivas because that's the wellspring of continuation of Klai Yisrael. So that's the, that's the matzav, and, and what he's describing over here, of, of, so he didn't really do it himself. It was created hundreds of years later, whatever. But the point is, is that the people here were um, carrying on something that were chaytiyamachti and, and were destroying Klai Yisrael until Baruch Hashem Yitzhiat HaShemayt HaShemayt out of Judaism, and they sold it to the Goyim. They got a, a legend, they got a Tamachachim to do that, and he's a great PR man, he sold it to the Goyim. 
and then he wrote Yigdal. That's a whole legend who that was. Remember the Sanhedrin. But whatever it is, uh, he couldn't have been the Mashiach, but it wouldn't have led to what happened. That's the Ramam's point. Avom, Ashavetz Bariyelam, next paragraph. Enkar, Badam, Lasigam. As I mentioned, he didn't call him Hamashuga over here. The purpose of the advent of Christianity and Islam is actually very positive for world civilization. Uses a punishing rod against the Jews, that's part of Gullus, but very positive for the world because until then everybody was a pagan and they introduced monotheism. So this is to clear the path. Part of the job of the Mashiach is not only to bring peace for the Yidden and to get rid of the persecution, bring him to Israel, and secure the boundaries, it's to bring monotheism to the rest of the world as well. And whatever guy survive is supposed to be part of that and join their, they're supposed to be doing, helping the Yidden and the Zion Mitzvahs. And monotheism has now taken over, at least in many civilized part of the world, and um, this clears the way. And the Ramam explains, Ketzad, how is this so? The whole world knows about the concept of a Mashiach. They're confused about the details. And they know about Torah, they just think there's a New Testament. And they know about mitzvahs, they just think there are many less. And they managed with the missionaries to get it to the furthest islands, and they got all over the place. They went to the Far East. You got, you got many Chinese, some of them are still up there, but you got many, many Christians there. And it's on the table for discussion. They have excuses. Used to be the mitzvahs, and now we're the chosen people, but they're not denying that there was a Torah mitzvah and there was a Kabbalah of Torah, and there's one God. Again, Muslims for sure, Christians, a little problem with the mathematics. Uh, whether one equals three, but it's monotheism with a with a bad twist. And uh, they're claiming now those mitzvahs don't count. But at least the theme, the main theme is there. We just got to correct some of the some of the details. They think he came and he's coming again. Next page. When the Melech Mashiach really comes. Then they'll be able to join without a major reprogramming. That they were tricked and they got the details all wrong. It's a lot easier. Hashem could do whatever He wants. That's a lot easier than taking a couple of billion people and starting to explain to them why paganism is off. You've got to explain to them what one God is. It's a whole different mindset. So you have, if you have a thousand gods, you can do whatever you want. And you're not here to serve anybody. It's what paganism is all about. Every religion of the monotheistic religion believes that there's a higher order and you have mitzvahs. That's what those mitzvahs are. But you've got to answer to somebody. Paganism didn't believe in that. Paganism is all about bribing the gods. You can do whatever you want. That's a completely different mindset. And the Rama says the purpose of this uh, world change was to, you know, I guess clear the way for the, uh, for the Melech HaMashiach. And uh, I just had today a... Um, I was called about a young lady from Texas who was Maguire... A lot of gayers come when, the, you know, unfortunately it was an intermarriage and then Baruch Hashem, then somebody becomes Baal Tshuva and the other partner also wants to come along if they see how sincere they are. But uh, not infrequently, you have real gayer from backwoods in Texas, uh, real religious uh, Christians. And um, many of them were so religious they actually started uh, really wanting to come close to God and then they realized this is ridiculous. And then they convert. 
that's that's a common uh, common path. And um, interestingly enough, in this one, she converted, and the parents were I didn't get clear whether they were thrown out of the church or left the church, but but once they were thrown out, they didn't want to go back anyway. And, uh, and they accepted the Zion mitzvahs. They didn't convert, and they're actually on good terms. And she, uh, she moved here to the East Coast because she felt she couldn't get the proper uh, chevra out there, wherever she was. And, um, and, but the parents are, uh, you know, are with the program also. Not, that's all they have to do. They don't have to be Magyar. That's the Ram Mom's view of the history of the world. And uh, Mitzvah Shem, tomorrow night, we'll get back to the Hilcha Shabbos.